Storehouse Dallas. I'm going to talk about the timing of the Lord. Um, I'm going to talk about how the, 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 the culture of prayer helps us to connect to the timing of the Lord. Now, Bunny is a great example. Here she is. She's going along. What is she doing? She has a culture of prayer. She's connected with Jesus, and Jesus said, hey, I want you to be with me where I am, not the other way around. You go and do your thing, and you're like, God, I want you to be with me where I am. No, no, no. He's like, no, you get on my plan because my plan is the only plan that I'm going to bless. And so Bunny's there. She's like, she's like praying. She's interceding. She's on God's plan. And, and what happened is some, a, a, an opportunity presented itself. And, it, and so she was in a particular season and time, and she knew that there was a moment in time where God was calling her to something new. Now, had she not been praying, I will guarantee you that time would have come and gone. And she would have missed something that God had for her this side of eternity. And so we don't want to do that. And so I want to talk to you about just how to stay lockstep with the Lord and begin to slipstream, lockstep, slipstream. Don't you love that? Whoa! What happens when you slipstream? How many of you know? John does because he's a biker. He knows that when you ride a bike, uh, the man that's out front is the man that's taking all the wind. He's taking the force of the elements of nature. But if you will slipstream and get right behind that bike, he's blocking the wind and it makes your ride so much easier. And so Jesus is saying, I'm raising up a bride in this hour who is going to be perfectly in step with me. And they're not getting out of step. When uh, back in uh, January of 2017, I want to read something to you that the Lord, that I prophesied because uh, it kind of applies. I said, it's time to build. And I talked about the Jews coming out of Babylonian captivity. Babylon means confusion. So God is saying to his people, pay attention because I've released a prayer movement that is covering the entire earth. And I'm doing it because I'm, I'm opening the eyes and the ears of my people and I'm giving them a heart that understands. And in that, they are gonna begin to lockstep with me and I am gonna raise up an army that responds like a, like. A, uh, America Green Berets in 12 strong, and it's like, go this way now, and they obey immediately. And this is the army that is raising. The army of God is going to look more disciplined than the greatest armies in the earth. So this is what I said. I said, um, we're leaving this place called confusion where we don't understand what to do, how to build, but we're hearing accurately. And I said this, there's an opportunity to build, but you cannot stay in a place where you've been. You have to move forward and begin to build according to the Spirit. He said that this type of building will come not by might nor by power, but only by my Spirit. If you try to build according to your own wisdom, you will fail miserably. The attitude of if it's going to be, it's up to me. Those days are over for the body of Christ. 
And there is a remnant, just as there's always been a remnant in the body of Christ, that are going to go in first. And we're going to begin to show the others how it's done. And they're going to say, how is it that you are able to achieve the things that you've done with so little resources, so little talent? Come on. You know, he causes the weak things to confound the wise, you know. Um, and so he's, they're going to be asking this question. But, but this is, you can't, we can't take this attitude into this next season. We can only be led by the Spirit. Amen? And I'm telling you, I'm seeing this happen. This is exactly what he's doing. And so there's the system of the kingdom. We've talked about it for several weeks. Um, the system of the kingdom is a higher system than the system of the earth or the kingdom of this world. And so you have these two. One is high and one is low. Okay, so being sons of God, daughters of God, what we're called to do is we're going to live in the earth what we're to be of the kingdom. And so we, we think according to the kingdom, we act according to the kingdom, and, and everything that's in the kingdom, then we're responsible for bringing it to the earth and taking dominion in this place. Why are we going to take dominion? Is it because we're stronger? No. It's because... That kingdom is a higher kingdom. Everything in the kingdom is impossible for you to achieve. Everything in the earth is possible for you to achieve. So here you are. You're a human. You're an earthling. You're an earth person, okay? So in the earthling, and I had a guy at Starbucks one time. I pulled up in the drive-thru, and he said, greetings, earthling. And I'm thinking, who were you expecting? Next time, I should have put on, like, one of those, you know, alien faces and be like, <laughs> anyway, uh, so here we are, earthlings. I am not stronger than God. I'm not smarter than God. I don't have more giftings than God. God is higher. All of his ways are higher. His ways are here. My ways are here. And the beauty is that God really wants to elevate us into his ways. He wants to teach us his ways. Why? Because he's saying, listen, you can, you can go ahead and hang out and be an earthling. Or you can be a heavenly -ing. Yeah. So down here on the earth, there's only so much I can do. And it's exhausting. If I try to do it myself, which I've done that, and I've got the, I've got the debt for it. Right, honey? <laughs> yes. Or John. Yeah. Anyway, um, but with the impossible, here's the beauty of the impossible. More than you can hope or imagine. More than you can hope or imagine. More, it, it would take you so far beyond what you can even do on the earth. Why wouldn't we do that? Why wouldn't we go for that? Because in that, there's rest. Matthew 25, 34 says this, then the king will say to those, the sheep who hear his voice, oh, by the way, Mike Pence hears the voice of Jesus. Mike Pence prays in tongues. How many of you pray in tongues? It's in the Bible. Hello, my sheep hear my voice. Meh. And he said, then the king will say to those on his right, 
Come, you are blessed by my Father. Take your inheritance. The kingdom has prepared for you since the creation of the world. He will say, come. Come into my kingdom. Because I have an inheritance for you that is only for you. You're the only one that gets it. Because I actually prepared it for you from the beginning of all creation. You can, you can scrap, you can, you can eat the scraps that fall from my table, but wouldn't it be better if you came and you ate a ribeye and all of the desserts that I have for you? All right, so turn in your Bibles to Matthew 25 because I want to talk to you about the timing of the Lord. I'm going to talk to you about a couple of things. I'm going to talk to you about the timing corporately, and I'm going to talk to you about the timing personally. Because Jesus, a couple of questions that the disciples asked Jesus is they said, or a couple of things they wanted to know. They said, number one, teach us your ways, right? Number two, well, three, um, teach us how to pray, which is teach us your ways. Teach us how to pray because they saw, they didn't notice they didn't say, teach us how you heal the sick. Teach us how you cast out demons. No, they said, we, they attributed all of the signs and the wonders to his prayer life. They were like, oh, we see your, your, your power is coming from a source and that source, you've got to teach us how to do it because Pharisees are not doing it. So teach us how to pray. And the other thing that they ask is teach us about the, the time of your return. Teach us about time. Teach us about the timing. Because being in lockstep with the Lord, like Bunny did, I'm going to talk about the timing of the Lord. Um, I'm going to talk about how the, 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 the culture of prayer helps us to connect to the timing of the Lord. Now, Bunny is a great example. Here she is. She's going along. What is she doing? She has a culture of prayer. She's connected with Jesus, and Jesus said, hey, I want you to be with me where I am, not the other way around. You go and do your thing, and you're like, God, I want you to be with me where I am. No, no, no. He's like, no, you get on my plan, because my plan is the only plan that I'm going to bless, and so Bunny's there. She's like, she's like praying. She's interceding. She's on God's plan, and, and what happened is some, a, a, an opportunity presented itself, and, it, and so she was in a particular season and time, and she knew that there was a moment in time where God was calling her to something new. Now, had she not been praying, I will guarantee you that time would have come and gone. And she would have missed something that God had for her this side of eternity. And so we don't want to do that. And so I want to talk to you about just how to stay lockstep with the Lord and begin to slipstream, lockstep, slipstream. Don't you love that? Whoa! What happens when you slipstream? How many of you know? John does because he's a biker. He knows that when you ride a bike, uh, the man that's out front is the man that's taking all the wind. He's taking the force of the elements of nature. But if you will slipstream and get right behind that bike, He's blocking the wind, and it makes your ride so much easier. And so Jesus is saying, I'm raising up a bride in this hour who is going to be perfectly in step with me. And they're not getting out of step. When uh, Back in uh, January of 2017, I want to read something to you that the Lord, that I prophesied. 
because uh, it kind of applies. I said, it's time to build. And I talked about the Jews coming out of Babylonian captivity. Babylon means confusion. So God is saying to his people, pay attention because I've released a prayer movement that is covering the entire earth. And I'm doing it so, because I'm, I'm opening the eyes and the ears of my people. And I'm giving them a heart that understands. And in that, they are going to begin to lockstep with me. And I am going to raise up an army that responds like a, like. Uh, America Green Berets in 12 Strong, and it's like, go this way now, and they obey immediately. And this is the army that is raising. The army of God is going to look more disciplined than the greatest armies in the earth. So this is what I said. I said, um, we're leaving this place called confusion where we don't understand what to do, how to build, but we're hearing accurately. And I said this, there's an opportunity to build, but you cannot stay in a place where you've been. You have to move forward and begin to build according to the Spirit. He said that this type of building will come not by might nor by power, but only by my Spirit. If you try to build according to your own wisdom, you will fail miserably. The attitude of if it's going to be, it's up to me, those days are over for the body of Christ. And there is a remnant, just as there's always been a remnant in the body of Christ, that are going to go in first. And we're going to begin to show the others how it's done. And they're going to say, how is it that you are able to achieve the things that you've done with so little resources, so little talent? Come on. You know, he causes the weak things to confound the wise, you know. Um, and so he's, they're going to be asking this question. But, but this is, you can't, we can't take this attitude into this next season. We can only be led by the Spirit. Amen? And I'm telling you, I'm seeing this happen. This is exactly what he's doing. And so there's the system of the kingdom. We've talked about it for several weeks. Um, the system of the kingdom is a higher system than the system of the earth or the kingdom of this world. And so you have these two. One is high and one is low. Okay, so being sons of God, daughters of God, what we're called to do is we're going to live in the earth what we're to be of the kingdom. And so we, we think according to the kingdom, we act according to the kingdom, and, and everything that's in the kingdom, then we're responsible for bringing it to the earth and taking dominion in this place. Why are we going to take dominion? Is it because we're stronger? No. It's because... That kingdom is a higher kingdom. Everything in the kingdom is impossible for you to achieve. Everything in the earth is possible for you to achieve. So here you are. You're a human. You're an earthling. You're an earth person, okay? So in the earthling, and I had a guy at Starbucks one time. I pulled up in the drive-thru, and he said, greetings, earthling. And I'm thinking, who were you expecting? Next time, I should have put on, like, one of those, you know, alien faces and be like, <laughs> anyway, uh, so here we are, earthlings. I am not stronger than God. I'm not smarter than God. I don't have more giftings than God. God is higher. All of his ways are higher. 
His ways are here. My ways are here. And the beauty is that God really wants to elevate us into his ways. He wants to teach us his ways. Why? Because he's saying, listen, you can, you can go ahead and hang out and be an earthling. Or you can be a heavenling. Yeah. So down here on the earth, there's only so much I can do. And it's exhausting if I try to do it myself, which I've done that. And I've got the, I've got the debt for it. Right, honey? <laughs> yes. Or John. Yeah. Anyway, um, but with the impossible, here's the beauty of the impossible. More than you can hope or imagine. More than you can hope or imagine. More, it, it would take you so far beyond what you can even do on the earth. Why wouldn't we do that? Why wouldn't we go for that? Because in that, there's rest. Matthew 25, 34 says this, Then the king will say to those, the sheep who hear his voice, oh, by the way, Mike Pence hears the voice of Jesus. Mike Pence prays in tongues. How many of you pray in tongues? It's in the Bible. Hello, my sheep hear my voice. Meh. And he said, then the king will say to those on his right, come, you are blessed by my father. Take your inheritance. The kingdom has prepared for you since the creation of the world. He will say, come, come into my kingdom. Because I have an inheritance for you that is only for you. You're the only one that gets it. Because I actually prepared it for you from the beginning of all creation. You can, you can scrap. You can, you can eat the scraps that fall from my table. But wouldn't it be better if you came and you ate a ribeye and all of the desserts that I have for you? All right, so turn in your Bibles to Matthew 25 because I want to talk to you about the timing of the Lord. I'm going to talk to you about a couple of things. I'm going to talk to you about the timing corporately, and I'm going to talk to you about the timing personally. Because Jesus, a couple of questions that the disciples asked Jesus is they said, or a couple of things they wanted to know. They said, number one, teach us your ways, right? Number two, well, three. Um, teach us how to pray, which is teach us your ways. Teach us how to pray. Because they saw, they didn't notice they didn't say, teach us how you heal the sick. Teach us how you cast out demons. No, they said, we, they attributed all of the signs and the wonders to his prayer life. They were like, oh, we see your, your, your power is coming from a source. And that source, you've got to teach us how to do it. Because Pharisees are not doing it. So, teach us how to pray. And the other thing that they ask is teach us about the, the time of your return. Teach us about time. Teach us about the timing. Because being in lockstep with the Lord, like Bunny did, she entered into a season of promotion and had that season come upon her, and she didn't, one, know it, or two, said no to it, then she would have missed an opportunity to change a nation. It may not be Africa. But the Lord said, I have prepared you all these years for such a time as this. And when such a time as this arrives, man, you better grab hold of that thing and not let go. And she was faced with the impossibility. She had no political experience while well, you served, but she had no money. 
So the odds were against her, and she's going against candidates that actually have reputations, and they've been in the field a lot longer than she has. But God. But God. All right, um, Matthew 25. So Matthew is replying to his disciples, and he's telling them about uh, the, the time of, of his return. And he said, okay, I'm going to talk to you about this. Now, okay, blah, 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 blah. Matthew, where are you? You're hiding behind Mark. All right. So here's what he says. He talks about all of the things, all of the shaking, all of the things that are going to be happening. I'm going to shake everything that can be shaken, and we'll get into that in a minute. But he talks first. He addresses the nation of Israel. And he says this in uh, chapter 25, verse 32. Now learn this parable from the fig tree. When its branches already become tender and puts forth leaves, you know that summer is near. So you also, when you see all these things, know that it is near at the doors. Assuredly, I say to you, this generation will no means pass away till all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will no means pass away. So he's talking about the fig tree. And the fig tree in the Bible, it represents Israel. Okay, so he's saying, now pay attention because when the fig tree, when it's in summer and the fig tree begins to bloom and is ripe, you're going to know that the season, say season, so he's talking about timing and he's saying, I'm going to give you a heads up, watch the nation of Israel. When the nation of Israel is, is planted, it's not summer season. Because it's just being planted. The seed has been put in the ground. And then there comes a time where it's going to begin to sprout. But when that tree becomes fully filled with fruit, then you know, watch that season. Because if you're in that season, this generation that is of that season will not pass away before I return. Now, if you look at Israel now, you see... Summer season, 70 years, 70 years it's been in the ground. It is beginning to spring forth. It's producing fruit. For those of you that have been in the land of Israel, I can tell you that place is blooming and blossoming and beginning to mature. It is ready for people to eat of the fruit of its, of its figs. My gosh, we went there. It's the number one producer and, and exporter of figs in the world. This is so beautiful. The land is, is, is flowing with milk and honey, and it's like in the desert. You know, you're like, whoa, that's kind of weird. Whoa, I touched this, and it went away. There it is. Okay. The next thing Jesus does is he talks to the servant leadership of his church. Go down to verse uh, 45. So now he's talking to the leadership of his church. So he deals with his church corporately, and he says this to them. Who then is a faithful and wise servant whom his master made ruler over his household to give them food in due season? What is he talking about? What season? The season of the fig tree. What food? The food is the word. The word is pay attention because we are in the season of the Lord's return. And they begin to talk and tell the people of God, awaken from your slumber because you are in the generation of the Lord's return. Now, I just want to ask you a question. How often do you hear this preached? I mean, if you're in the prayer movement, you hear it preached. But if you're not in the prayer movement, how many people are saying, wake up, Jesus is returning? 
in this generation. Look at the fig tree. The fig tree is blooming and blossoming. Right? Blessed is that servant whom his master, when he comes, will find him so doing. Assuredly, I say to you that he will make him ruler over all his goods. But if that evil servant says in his heart, my master is delaying his coming and begins to beat his fellow servants and eat and drink with the drunkards and also speak to the itching ears. That's not in there, but it is in there. Speak to those ears that itch saying, peace, peace. I am just going to tell you what you want to hear. And I'm going to continue to keep God's house sleeping. When the day of his return is upon us. Then Jesus said this. The master of that servant will come on a day when he is not looking for him. And at that hour he is not aware of. And will cut him in two. And appoint his portion, him the portion with the hypocrites. Meaning those that say they are God's servants. But are lying or faking it or just acting. A hypocrite is an actor. It's somebody that pretends to be somebody they're not. Because true leaders in the body of Christ release the word no matter what. They're not interested in their own agenda. They're not interested in promoting their own ministry. But they're interested in glorifying God no matter what the cost. So that's not good to be cut in two. Um, And then he speaks to the church, which is you, okay, He speaks to the church, the parable of the wise and foolish virgins. Um, And the scary thing about this is that 50% of the church, it says, listen, he's talking to the whole church because he's talking to the virgins. The virgins are the church. And he's saying that in the church, there are wise and foolish virgins in the church. And so he, he says, okay, all of you have lamps, and the lamps, the, again, the word defines itself, and it says that the lampstands in Revelation 1 are the church in, churches in Asia, or the church. And so we know that we are the lamp. We're lampstands. And that we're supposed to have the fire and the bright light shining in us, right? And he says, okay, the lampstands. Who has oil in his lamp? Oil is what Bunny was talking about. Oil is the anointing, Christ in us, the hope of glory. It is when we are fully filled with the oil of the Lord, and and, and we have a life and a culture of prayer. We have a history in God. And and Jesus is telling the wise and the uh, foolish virgins, he's saying, look, I'm coming back. You're not going to know the day or the hour, but you should know the season. And and so when the prayer movement is happening all over the earth, God is doing something and restoring his church. Like in Revelation, when he talked to the the, um, church that had forsaken his first love, he's saying, repent that you have forgotten your first love and come back to me. And when you do, I will give you the tree of life. And that's really where we are today, I believe, as as the body of Christ. There is a clearing call of love going out, and the bridegroom is saying, come into my chambers, come into my chambers, come away with me, and let me beautify you, let me clean and decorate your eyes and your ears, and let me tell you how much I love you, and so you can lockstep with me, and you won't be left behind in the days that are coming, that are going to be shaking on the earth. And so he says to these people, and, and this is what's incredible, 50% of the virgins didn't have the culture of prayer. 
50% didn't have oil in their lamps. They were lamps, but they were dry. They didn't have a culture of prayer. They didn't understand the hour. And so when the hour came, they were surprised. And they said, let us go run and get oil. But I can't give you, you know, they're asking the other virgins, I can't give you my history in God. I can't give you my oil. How can I give you my oil? And so they're like, go buy your own oil. You have to do it. It's up to you. But in that hour, it was too late. Time, time, time. Time comes and it goes. God established time because he measures things in the earth. And there are times and seasons in the earth. And knowing these things is going to be so critical for us. So as I was preparing this message, the Lord was showing me, said, you know, um, we are now, right now, in the hour, similar to when I was in the Garden of Gethsemane. And he said, I was crying because I knew that there was a transition coming to my people. And I knew that unless they prayed, they would not be able to stand because they wouldn't understand. You can only stand if you understand. You can only stand if you're standing with the one who is transitioning. And he said, I was transitioning then, and I am transitioning now. And just as I was crying out, and I repeatedly went to my disciples saying, wake up and pray. Wake up and pray. Wake up and pray. Because I'm being transitioned. You don't understand. You will not understand when they kill me. And if so it will be in this hour, if we are not praying during this transition, where he's transitioning us into the millennial age, we will think that the shakings are because God is not good. But we are to be those who have oil in our lamps and the word of God on our tongues saying, Awaken, sleepy bride. Are y'all good? See, the Bible shows us a personal blessing in knowing timing. A culture of prayer will help us to be wise and faithful in knowing how to flow in the timing of the Lord. Okay, we're almost done. Turning your Bibles to Haggai. And I have prophesied this until I'm blue in the face, but if you had to look in the Bible and say, this is exactly where we are, I can tell you, you can point to this scripture right now, and this is exactly where we are in time. And you're like, well, that's an Old Testament prophecy. I'm telling you, this was a prophecy that the, that the, uh, that the church never, or the, uh, the Old Testament um, temple that they were building, they never apprehended this. So it is a now prophetic word, okay? And so I want you to turn to cha- uh, uh, chapter 1, verse 2. So the Lord of hosts is saying, this people says the time has not come. The time that the Lord's house should be built. Then the word of the Lord came by Haggai, the prophet, saying, It is time for you yourselves to dwell in your paneled houses and the temple of the Lord to lay in ruins. Now, therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Because he's saying you have now entered into a time. You're now in a season. It is a moment of time where you get to have fun. 
meaning it's a moment in time when the adventure begins. It's a moment in time where you get to be a champion of the faith. And he's been exercising us and preparing us all along. And we're lifting weights and we're suffering and we've been in the pit, the prophets in training. And we've all been going through a really hard time for like the past 20 years. Can I get an amen? And you're like, when, oh God, how long? La, la, la. Well, he's saying, okay, we're entering into the time. Look at Bunny. She knew, uh, she knew something was coming, but she didn't know what. And then when it showed up, she was like, oh, this is it. I'm stepping into this. Oh, my God, I'm going to be I'm gonna be a leader, you know, not just for Texans, but she's going to take that house by storm. Um, so, again, he says, consider your ways. And he says this, everything that you have, you've been working, 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 and it's come to little. You've been stressed. You're like, man, I'm working, but I can't seem to save enough. And I'm working, and I can't seem to gather enough. And it's, and I've got holes in my purses. How many of you are with me on that? Come on. Come on, church. And he said, but this day, if, say if, you will build my house. Now, he's telling these people. Now, these people are no different than you. We always think the people in the Bible were like, oh, yeah, well, they were, you know, whatever. They had no TV. So what are they going to do? You know, it's easy for them. I want to tell you about these people. These people are just like you. These people were building their own homes. They were about their own business. And what happened, they have debt. They have kids. They have mortgages. They have people that drive them crazy. They have jobs that they hate. All of the things that you have in your life. They have family members that are mad at them. They have people that aren't talking to them. They have health issues. And the Lord said, <clears throat> you have now entered into a time where I'm going to bless you. I'm actually now going to advance you. I'm actually now going to promote you. But I require something from you. I require you to stop building your own stuff and, and, and <clears throat> look at me, and I am going to build your house for you. Your work is not going to get you where I have to have you go. Therefore, you're going to have to stop building your own house, and you are got to begin to build my house. And he said, consider your ways because your ways are not my ways. That's why nothing's coming. And he says in this word, I caused your work to come to nothing. You may be making a million dollars a year, but I ordained you to be a billionaire. You may be making $250,000 a year, but I have ordained you to be a millionaire. You may be making $40,000 a year, but I have ordained you to make $250 a year. Now, I say this in the terms of money. It's not just about money, but I'm telling you, God is up to something, and he's really wanting to take the wealth of the wicked and pour it out into the hands of the righteous right now. And that's you. And so he says this in verse uh, 12. He says, Then Zerubbabel, the son of Shatil, Joshua, the son of Jehoshadak, the high priest, with the remnant of the people, they did what? Obeyed the voice of the Lord their God. And they stopped. Okay. They stopped building their own house. They, did, they obeyed and they said, Now I'm going to build your house. Okay. They obeyed the Lord their God and the words of Haggai the prophet. They obeyed the words of the prophet. The Lord their God had sent to them, and the people feared the presence of the Lord. The people feared the presence of the Lord. The people feared the presence of the Lord. 
the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. There's no wisdom. There's no earthly wisdom that will trump the fear of the Lord. It is the beginning. It is the beginning. Fear of the Lord. God said, yes, sir. I'm not afraid of God, but I know that I am not God. And I know that my wisdom does not trump the wisdom of God. So when God says, do something, I immediately obey. Now, I talked last week about new believers, the grace of the Lord, but God's going to do a special work in those that he's bringing in in this harvest. There is going to be a grace to obey immediately, and he's going to mature these people, and it's going to go like rapid fire. You know, what took us 20 years to apprehend is going to take them two. They are going to get it, and and God is going to raise them up as champions, and it's going to be a supernatural work. The rest of the Haggai, I won't go into reading it, but he basically said, I'm going to shake everything that can be shaken so that all, say all, will come to the desire of all nations. You guys are the fishermen. You guys are the one that's going to be bringing them in the boat. You're the ones that have been given the net. You're the ones that have been given the net that's not going to break. This last generation, they will bring in a harvest that's never been seen in the beginning of time. There are more people on the earth today than there are in heaven. That's a big catch. And I don't know about you, but I plan on being on the forefront of that. I am so competitive, I am not going to be in the background. I'm like, when can I go? When can I go? When can I go? All right, and so then he says this, and I want to read this because he says in verse 19, is the seed still in the barn as yet the vine, the fig tree, the pomegranate, and the olive tree have not yielded fruit, but from this day, from this day in time, I will bless you. If you still have seed in your barn, he is saying, and, you, and trust me, you've got seed. If you've got the word of the Lord, you've got seed. If you've got money in your account, you've got seed. And he's saying, from this day, I'm going to bless you. Because you have chosen to obey and you have the fear of the Lord. Just as he told Abraham when he took his son Isaac up the mountain to kill him, to sacrifice him, he stopped him and he said, I know you now have a yes in your heart and you fear the Lord. Therefore, I know that I can trust you with everything, with all of the nations. And the greater the, uh, the war over your obedience, the greater the blessing that's coming to you. All right, turn in your Bibles. This is the last, and then we'll end it. Turn in your Bibles to Psalm, where is it? Psalm 25. Are you guys still with me? All right. I think you should all text Mike Pence and say, I pray in tongues too. <laughs> All right, chapter 25, verse 8. Good and upright is the Lord, therefore he teaches sinners in the way. The humble he guides in justice, and the humble he teaches his way. All of the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth to such as keep his covenant and his testimonies. For your name's sake, O Lord, pardon my iniquity, for it is great. Who is the man that fears the Lord? Him shall he teach the way he chooses. He himself shall dwell in prosperity. Let me read that again. He himself shall dwell in prosperity, and his descendants shall inherit the earth. The secret of the Lord is with those who fear him, and he will show them his covenant. 
Man, that is good. That is good. That is good. In the timing of the Lord, there are moments in time where God says, now. And when we are obedient to that, even if it makes us uncomfortable, there's such an incredible blessing. There's such an incredible blessing. And this is how champions are made. Champions are made through doing things that even though it scares us or it makes us a little nervous, we do it anyway because we know that we have the word of the Lord. That we're listening not just to God himself, but we're listening to his prophets and we're responding. And so there's going to be a blessing more than you can hope or imagine. Pressed down, shaken together. So I just want to bless you guys. Let's stand. So Father, I thank you for the urgency of the hour. And you are speaking to your church and you are saying, wake up. And I just loved watching you respond this morning with a hangry heart. You were saying, I'm beyond hungry. I've got to have him no matter what. And so I just, I just thank you, Lord, that you have put champions, that we are champions and you're making us into champions. And, Father, I just pray for more. And I just want to speak to everybody in this room that is under uh, 30 and over 50. And I want to tell you that there's a special anointing on you for running, for running this race. There's something that God's doing in you that is, that is preparing you to be a, a mentor and a mentee. And there's, there's something there that's going to create a synergy between those two generations, um, between Abraham and Jacob. And, and, and I just, you guys, uh, this younger group is the Jacob generation. And God, and God is going to move on you, and he's going to so connect you with these Abrahams that are going to teach you the ways of the Lord. Amen? So, Father, I pray right now. Just raise your hands. I pray for an anointing, to, to have an Issachar anointing, Father, that we would know the times and the seasons. And, God, would you give us everything we need to respond immediately, to obey immediately, God. Would you make us champions? Would you make us dragon slayers? Would we kill the giants, God? And I thank you that nothing's going to stand in the way of us advancing your kingdom and putting that snake under our feet in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. If you've been inspired by this message, we invite you to partner with us by visiting storehousedallas.com forward slash give.